We are back again to talk about Depp and Herd. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. Get your mega pint ready to hear all this wild shit from part two. Is it true that you were selling pens when Nicolas Cage introduced you to his agent? I was. I'd moved to uh, Los Angeles in 1983 with a, a band I was playing with. I was selling pens over the phone, making about $50 a week, maybe, something like that. And uh, I met his agent. She sent me to read for Elm Street, and I uh, just got very lucky and got the role. Now you're heartthrob, too. Heartthrob. Well, uh, I don't know. It's nice. It's... Uh, it's different. It's also very strange because uh, you don't expect that kind of a response. It's very new to me. Hey guys, what's up? I am Athena. And I am Kylie. And we are here to talk about herding up for you. <laughs> it sounded like one word. Herding up. Herding up. I wondered why you stared at me so aggressively. Um, I realized I had said something in the last episode that I wanted to change i said what did i say i don't know you didn't tell me mm, oh i said what my favorite amber heard movie was but then i remembered a different movie and i was like oh no 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 that dumb bitch <laughs> <laughs> okay i hate her she is in an episode of criminal minds that's what i remembered and she was a dumb bitch in that episode and she's a dumb bitch in real life that's all I think I saw something on social media about that episode and it looked bad. I don't remember. There's either art on the walls or there's art dealers or something. Or maybe I just really noticed the art. But she's like an actress in the episode. And I think it's that she has a stalker. But also, I think she's kind of weird in the episode and kind of stalkerish to Spencer. Or like she like flirts with him nonchalantly a lot. I don't know. But I know Spencer and her have like little boners for each other in the episode. And I'm like, Spence, you could do so much better. <laughs> so much better. Um, but there's that. So that's all that I wanted to clarify. What was your what was your movie before? My favorite Amber Heard movie is Syrup. Because you said something about the way syrup. I say syrup. I got it. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. There I it remember. is again. I remember this now. <laughs> yep. We're still on that note. Um, so in today's episode, we are going to, and for those of you that don't know, we did a part one of this episode and we talked in part one about all the things, how Amber and Johnny got together, what happened in the initial things, which we're going to bring up now during this. We also brought up the original trial that was over in the UK with the sun, which is the like newspaper slash like tabloid type thing that Johnny had sued. Then we talked about the opening statements from both legal teams. We talked about who's on the legal teams. We talked about Judge Penny. We also discussed Amber's opening statements, Johnny's opening statements. And then we discussed the original set of witnesses for Johnny. So that's where we're picking up. If you're confused in the beginning, it's because you missed part one. So go back. Go back. And if you're like, this is so fucking boring, I don't want to hear any of it. Just wait for next week's episode. Skip to that then. Totally fine. It's not everyone's jam. So do I know something that you don't know? I, or that you're not going to say in, in the beginning of this episode? Do you know something that I don't know? 
Do I, do you, do you, do I know something? Do you am know? I, I don't know. Am I supposed to know something? I feel like, yeah, you probably do. And you just are figuring. Okay. It is Johnny Depp's birthday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I did originally put something at the bottom of this. And then I was like, no, that's just kind of weird. Cause I think yeah. I might've even said I was going to skip their birthdays in the last episode. And then it didn't dawn on me until. I realized when we were recording stuff, and so I was like, oh, I'll just skip it out well. So happy birthday, Johnny. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. Happy. Hope you're doing good. We I don't know you personally. <laughs> <laughs> like, we sound like we're, like, actually talking to you. We're not. But, you know. The, I mean, we could be. Just the the you. We're ho- a hop, skip, and a jump away. So I have a new question for you this week. Last week, we talked favorite favorite movies, okay, of uh-huh. Johnny and Amber. Since it is a pressing topic, sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't, like, we're not friends, what would be, and you know, if you know, what's your Vecna song? Because mm. <laughs> someone asked me today. I don't, hold on, I gotta look it up. And if you have to, you can name, like, two, maybe three tops, just so that we know, maybe in, in your head, in the moment, you can't pick, but. I need to know your Vecna song. And anyone else that wants to tell me, tell me your Vecna song. Let's let's chat about Vecna's songs. Vecna songs. I don't know what to call it. No, what I get it? it. What uh, is it? My The World I Know by Collective Soul. <laughs> that noise. I don't know what noise my body just emitted. <laughs> I was trying you- to breathe. <laughs> okay, breathing is good. Breathing is breathing is good. I I was trying to like breathe and also say okay at the same time and just nothing came out other than a squeal. I was going to say like do you know, do you know this like no you, I don't know acting very weird. <laughs> I think I was shocked and so like I hadn't processed it yet. Okay okay I don't know that song. So. I feel like you probably do. Just mm-hmm. like it's one of those. Another one would be um, probably. No, that's probably that's probably my favorite song. Really? I couldn't narrow it down from three songs, so I'm already proud of you. You're doing a lot better than I did. I mean, there's probably more that I just like am not thinking of. Actually, I think I had four songs. I'm really bad at it. Um, The very first time I thought of it, I was like, OK, my Vecna song, I hate to say it, but it genuinely might be Fireflies by Al City because it's like a calming song. But then I thought about it. It doesn't have to be calming. It has to be like your favorite song. So I was like, okay, so wouldn't it be that? So that's when it became a tie between In Bloom by Nirvana, Brandy, You're a Fine Girl by Looking Glass. Yes, the 1970 song. But then I think the true winner is I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. I think that's it. Really? I really do. I love 80s music for those I that don't that know it me. Was, yeah, they were all, <laughs> they're, well, they were they're all like, like classic. It was the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Wow, yeah. I really did good. Okay. Well, I mean, mine. Yours is late 90s, isn't it? Or is it early 2000s? I it's mean, 90s. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell us your guys' Vecna song. Sorry. I just thought, you know, you guys never get to know kylie and i so we're gonna you know every so often tell you something boring that you don't care about little snippets of our lives (laughs) so let's jump in today by resuming where we left off we're talking the main testimonies 
We're doing a short little snippet for each person because we got a lot more to go through. So this beginning portion, we are just running through each person that goes on the stand. We're now on Herd's sides of the testimonies. So starting off strong, and I did get a few of these out of order, remember, guys? I'm really sorry I tried to correct it, but I just copy and pasted them incorrectly, and then I lost my place. Starting off strong, we had Whitney Henriquez, which is Herd's sister. She had pretty much repeated word for word Herd's previous testimonies, especially detailing the first time when she said that the actress was only hitting Depp. So like Herd only hit Depp because she diffused an argument that was happening and uh, Whitney had helped in this argument and like helped try to stop the argument between them. But Whitney was part of the argument and they said that Johnny was trying to hurt Whitney potentially and stuff. So it became this like mess on the stand of her talking about the story. And then she said that by the time Depp's security guard ran up to separate the two people that were fighting, Johnny grabbed Amber by the hair with one hand and was whacking her repeatedly in the face with the other. Whitney, which is her sister, also testified, saying that while Depp was pleasant when he was sober, he would be angry and abusive while under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Next up was Raquel Pendleton, sorry, Pennington. She is Herd's former best friend, and she recalled that she was scared for Amber due to Johnny becoming so aggressive and violent, usually. Next up, Elizabeth Mars, Herd's former friend of 10 plus years. She had a pre-recorded testimony shown in court where she claims to have firsthand witnessed a drunk Johnny Depp entering the home and starting a fight with Herd. That fight was supposed to occur the same night Depp was said to have hit Herd in L.A., so she's saying, like, that's what started it. In her testimony, she also added that upon seeing Herd after the incident, there were visible signs of injury to her face. She said her face was red and swollen and it looked like she had been hit in some way. Number 33, Ellen Barkin. She had dated Depp in the 90s and was a co-star in the 1998 movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. She had a pre-recorded testimony where she testified that Johnny's controlling and jealous behavior was an issue. She said if there was ever a time Depp was out of control, she would tell stories about it. And she said there was a time where he allegedly threw a wine bottle across a hotel room during an argument with friends. Number 34, Jessica Kovacek. This is Herd's talent agent who claimed that Depp had lost her dozens of roles by bashing her and squandering her fame for after Aquaman, which would have fueled her fame. So they kind of use this whole Aquaman thing as a scapegoat. And here's the reasoning why they say um, Jason Momoa was a decent, famous person, but not like the world's most famous ever. Amber Heard was in the same situation where she had had other roles. She was a decently famous person, but not like beyond all reasoning. Aquaman aired and then Jason Momoa became wildly famous and everyone knows who he is. Everyone can recognize him from a picture. He has. Are you attracted to Jason Momoa? No, I am smacking my lips in disgust. Okay. (laughs) You kind of look like a lizard from here. Okay, but like, um, (laughs) hello. Well, Game of Thrones. Is he in Game of Thrones? Yes. I I didn't know that he was in Game of Thrones. I will say that. No one gives a fuck about Aquaman. Um, I will say I know him from Aquaman, but it's mostly not even because of Aquaman. It's because of memes from Aquaman. Like, I know him from memes. I specifically know him from that meme where 
he's big and strong on the red carpet and he looks like a caveman and he's about to run up and hug someone, I think. Kind of looks like a SpongeBob meme. Okay, whatever. Anyways, the only thing that I'm thinking of is I don't remember the actress's name. But there's literally a part where Daenerys comes on uh, an interview and they're talking about how they do like the sex scenes. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, Jason was literally just in this like pink fuzzy sock. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, that's all I can think of. Interesting. (laughs) Um, But seriously, Game of Thrones. I'm starting Game of Thrones for the first time ever. So this is like funny for me. What? I'm starting Game of Thrones for the first time ever because my girlfriend's obsessed with it. And so this is all like new information to me and it's going to be exciting, I guess. He doesn't say a lot, but he's a pivotal character. I just I never watched it. It's not because I hate it. I've never hated it. I've never loved it either. I just I don't know. I just I when I found out about it, it was too late in life. Kind of like that's how I was. And And I didn't didn't have anything to do. So I just was like, fuck it. And the people that did like it around me, I don't didn't like want to watch it with them. So I was just like, well, I'll just either never watch it or I'll watch it on my own someday. And now my girlfriend's like, watch it. I was like, okay, <laughs> do it. Yeah, his character basically like forms who she is. So it's kind of a kind oh, of a big deal. A big a big deal. Okay. Well, they said that that would be the same thing that happens to. Uh, so so what they're saying though, going back to the Aquaman thing, is that Jason got famous because of Aquaman. Is how they're stating it. And they're saying so Amber should have had those same opportunities to become famous off Aquaman, but she didn't. Uh, that's not how it necessarily works also i've seen movies where two semi-famous people are in it or two famous people and i will definitely think one gets more fame traction than the other it doesn't always work out the way you think it's going to work out like that yeah like let's take for instance just a hypothetical here let's talk about um the kissing booth netflix joey king is in it and uh the the dude who plays nate jacobs in euphoria joey king is kind of famous she's the girl in it and Joey King was in um, Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. She was a child in that. Okay, unless you knew it was her, you might not notice it was her. She's now going to be in that new movie, Bullet Train, with uh, Brad Pitt. So that's going to be a good starring role for her. But other than that, that's I'm all she's really in. So excited for that movie. Very excited. So excited. But going back to it, like she's not like so insane. Like you think of her when you think of great young brunette actresses or something. You know what I mean? Wait, she's the one that has the the crush on Michael Scott. Yes. No, 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 no. She's Michael Scott's daughter in the movie. This is regardless. Um, She is like literally like eight years old in the movie. Okay. So, uh, but then you think of the guy from the movie and now I can't think of his, uh, Alordi or whatever his last name is. Um, Jacob Alordi, I think, or something like that. He went on to be in Euphoria and Everyone could recognize his face if you just put that. Oh, my God, that's the dude from Euphoria. He became super well known and he gained more stardom traction than her. I feel like even though they were literally equal parts in the movie and there was a third main character in that movie, the brother. And you don't know if I showed you a picture of him, you wouldn't even know who he is. I didn't even see the kissing booth. And there's three movies, by the way. Um, But that's what I'm saying. Like certain people in the movie are going to gain better traction of fame than others. And Amber Heard's people are like ignoring that fact. They're like, no, no, Amber would have been just as famous as Jason. 
I mean, Nicole Kidman's in that and she doesn't have like this but killer Jason role. Jason is Aquaman. <laughs> so like, she's a supporting role. It seemed I can't. like it seemed like we got on a big tangent, but that is just a really important part that they will bring up a million times. Sorry, guys. It sounded like a tangent. It wasn't. If you wanted to skip it, you could. But now you know that too late. But now you're here. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Number 35, Christy Sexton. This is Hurd's former acting coach, and she had a pre-recorded testimony shown in court where she discussed how she observed changes in her behavior, meaning Hurd's. And these were around the time of the alleged abuse, and she would turn down auditioning for certain roles. Now, we've heard that before. Remember, we heard Amber say that she turned down roles and she was less sexual and stuff. Now we're hearing it from her acting coach also, but we have proved that that is not at all true. Um, I'm going to butcher this one. Number 36, Melanie Inglesius. I still think I did it wrong. This yeah. is Hurd's former makeup artist who testified that Hurd often had to hide her bruises and she did it by using uh, red makeup. So like that whole concept of like, if you have dark puffiness, hide it with red tones. She talks about she had to do this very often for Hurd and that she often had to cover Hurd's bruises. Now, Depp's team, the 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 last episode had originally grilled Hurd about her lack of visible injuries during her appearances, especially on a special appearance of The Late Late Show with James Corden in 2016, where she supposedly was punched in the face the day before with Johnny Depp or that day. She was dragged by the hair and her lip was split open. Remember, her tooth went through her lip. But then when she went on that show that same night, nothing was wrong with her. And they they asked her about that. And her answer was, yeah, like my my makeup artist helped me. I, I always had help by my makeup artist. I was too scared to leave the house without makeup. She's, she says things like this. Mm -hmm. But then we also had the whole Milani thing. Okay. Right. Number 37, Tracy Jacobs. Jacobs testified in a pre-recorded deposition that helped that, sorry, that I'm fucked. Deposition and dep is really difficult. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it threw me off my whole sentence. I couldn't get past it. Okay, re-go. Re We're going back to it. Number 37, Tracy Jacobs. Jacobs testified in a pre-recorded deposition about helping Depp become the biggest star in the world only for him to squander his his success with unprofessional behavior. Jacob said that Depp was often difficult to work with. Um, number 38 and 39, this, I, I group a few times people together because they testify about the exact same incident, same thing, and they say about the same thing. So I just put them together. This was Joel Mandel and Bruce Wilkin. These were Depp's former business managers and uh, Joel and Bruce both testified that he faced financial difficulties. And so that's, you know, obviously the fault of him doing drugs or whatever they speculate and that that wouldn't be the case if he was taking care of himself and hurt. Did you know that things like don't hold up in court when you speculate? <laughs> Did you know that? Like, Did you also notice that almost all these so far are pre-recorded? Like no one came to Hurd's defense? Yes. Like, all oh, of Johnny's... All of Johnny's were real life, if not doing vapes on the <laughs> current, like they weren't that right. many pre-recordeds, but all of Amber's are pre-recorded and they're ex-friends, ex-coworkers, ex-things. Yeah. That's telling. Yeah. Number 40, Tina Newman, a production executive at Disney who testified that she had no knowledge of Disney reviewing documents and having conversations about Herd's op-ed. She testified that there were no discussions about the op-ed or that it could impact Johnny Depp's roles in the Pirates movies. 
Number 41, Dr. Richard Moore. Moore is an orthopedic surgeon that testified that Depp's allegations are not consistent with what we see in the described injury pattern or in clinical photographs. Um, this would have to do with his finger and injury and the whole bottle getting thrown. So he's saying that what he sees in the pictures couldn't have happened the way it was said to be happening because they just don't line up. Depp's defense did grill more later on a previous deposition where he said that he couldn't de definitively rule out what caused the injury, though. So we have a conflicting statement already from Dr. Richard Moore. Heard's defense pushed back against Depp's team with this one because they accused him of reading incomplete answers while on the stand multiple times. Or that, like, they would purposely cut him off so that he didn't read things. Right. Very big deal there. Number 42, Dr. David Spiegel. Um, some people said it's Spiegel in court and some said Spiegel and I heard Spiegel more than Spiegel. So I'm going with Spiegel, but um, psychiatrists. He is a psychiatrist who specializes in addiction and intimate partner violence. He testified that Depp has behaviors that are consistent with someone who has substance abuse behavior, as well as someone who is a perpetrator of intimate partner violence. This was one of the most heated cross examinations because Depp's team noted that Spiegel did not see Depp as a patient. So his conclusions are unethical to even be giving on the stand. But he still did it while under oath. Number 43, Catherine Arnold, an entertainment industry consult consultant who testified that Depp's alleged smear campaign caused her to lose her job opportunities. Right. Again, back to the whole, this is all Depp's fault, not the fact that she's a shitty actress that only plays B-rated characters. Yeah. But it's okay. It's fine. It's, it's fine. supporting character. Barely. Barely. <laughs> oh, I haven't even seen Aquaman. I, I don't think I've seen Aquaman. I don't remember, actually. If I did, that's how unmemorable it is. Oh, my. Exactly. <laughs> that's saying something. I think I did see it, though, because I knew Nicole Kidman was in it. So I think I watched mm -hmm. it, but I think I didn't like it. So I was just like, well, I can erase that memory, make room for something else. You won't be saying that when you get to the Dothraki. You won't be saying that. You will remember every single thing. I only know what Dothraki is because of The Office when Dwight teaches Aaron <laughs> <laughs> what Dothraki is. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Number 44, Ron Schnell. Schnell identified more than a million hashtags that were used on the Internet that he perceived as negative ones against Amber Heard between 2020 and 2021. He said that he analyzed two sets of over 1000 of these at random just to even see how they could negatively impact. Now, the most popular hashtags, I just had to include these because they're great. The most popular hashtags that were listed on the charts having to do with anything Amber and Johnny related are the following. Hashtag justice for Johnny Depp. Which is not that bad, right? Like that's in support of him. But the next most popular ones were hashtag we just don't like you, Amber. <laughs> hashtag Amber Hurden is, is an abuser and the infamous hashtag Amber Turd. Because the who pooped the bed incident. Who pooped the bed. Don't poop the bed and people won't start calling you a turd burglar. Jesus. <laughs> it's 
not that hard. <laughs> like, it's not like that I hard. really don't think it's that hard. Um, around this time, we switched again to some Depp counterside testimonies. Number 45, we have Richard Shaw. Shaw was asked for his opinion or testimony given by the psychiatrist on David Spiegel on Monday. So he's now reviewing someone else. Shaw said that he believed Dr. Spiegel violated the Goldwater rule of psychiatry, which bars psychiatrists from giving a professional opinion about celebrities who they have never examined in person. Like, that's how often this happens. They have their own rule to not do it. That should be saying something. Yes. And also, okay, this is not a tangent, so don't skip this part. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. What Johnny and Amber had happened in Australia? Okay, Mm -hmm. the whole her throwing a bottle and it cutting off his finger potentially. Did you know there is an actual crime of that in Australia? It's called glassing. And it's when you get so mad You throw a glass liquor container at someone else and harm their body, potentially maiming or dismembering a part of their body. That's how often it happens in Australia. I'm not going there. There's big animals, (laughs) really big bugs (laughs) and glass throwing. It happens so often they had to give it its own legal term. That's really weird. But that also makes it, if that is exactly what happened, illegal and Amber could be thrown in jail or sued or something at least prosecuted for it mm-hmm. Interesting. so that's another big interesting fact i didn't put that anywhere in this but i think about it in the back of my mind quite often so i just wanted to talk about it number 46 told you it wasn't a tangent bitches <laughs> number 46 doug bania he is a social media and internet analytics expert who was called in by depth's defense who refuted previous statements by Ron Schnell, the social media forensic expert that Hurd's defense had. Now, Schnell quali- quantified that the negative hashtags and tweets were equal for both actors and actresses. Because if you remember, Amber slandered Johnny first. So, yes, at this time, more of Amber had, had more heat on her. But if you just went two years previous, everyone on the Internet hated Johnny. And that's what he's proving. He's like, no, 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 wait. There is equal hatred on the Internet for both people at this point. And so he's like trying to point point that out, that it's not just one sided. Number 47, Dr. David A. Kubler, Depp's hand surgeon on the Australia 2015 trip that I just talked about, the glassing incident where the finger was damaged cut i don't know what you want me to call it so kubler was asked because depp had a cast on that finger okay like this little like plastic mold cast so kubler was asked if with the cast on would johnny depp still have been able to hit or form a fist with that injury and that cast on because remember amber says that she was hit and punched and he says if that hand yeah you could hit someone with it but it would have also damaged the cast and we would have seen it But if he would have tried to put his hand in a fist at that point, he would have broken his finger the rest of the way and or like damaged his hand further. And it would have been extremely visible in x-rays. So in conclusion, he can't say no, it didn't happen. But the chances of it happen are so incredibly slim. Another thing that we have like, hmm, worthy. Science is kind of (laughs) cool. Medical shit's pretty neato, if I would say. Right. 
Number 48, Walter Hamada. This is the president of DC Films at Warner Brothers. He refuted Heard's previous testimony that her role as Mara in Aquaman 2 was parred down in the aftermath of Depp's alleged smear campaign against her. But, I mean, I will say we do know that's kind of not true nowadays. Now that Amber's like on the slander side, her part is brought down a lot. Well, now, but we don't know if at the time, yeah, that was at all the part. So we can't say that's necessarily true. Heard previously testified that she had to fight really hard to keep her role even in Justice League, Aquaman and Aquaman 2. I don't see that being the case, because if you think Aquaman is going to be what gets you into the limelight and like this fame, you're not fighting to keep hard in it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Justice League sucked. And I'm a y'all. I fucking love DC more than I love my will to live. And fucking that Justice League movie sucked (laughs) ass. Was I don't even remember it. Like <laughs> it was oh my god. I don't even want to talk about it. Never mind. <laughs> Number 49, Richard Marks. He is an uh entertainment lawyer and a Hollywood expert. He literally agreed with everything Walter Hamada said, the previous guy, saying, like, yeah, she she had to, you know, fight for her right to be in the movies. He like he literally just kind of like repeated word for word. So I didn't even even start singing in my head. The Beatles. Nope. Beastie Boys. (laughs) Yeah. Number 50, Mike Spindler. He is an economic damage expert. And uh, he said that uh, Marks and Spindler actually both testified against what Catherine Arnold had originally said about Heard's career going to be as big as Jason Momoa's after the Aquaman movie, if it wasn't for Depp's accusation. He's like, yeah, no, that's probably not the case, though. Like, I don't... Then we have... Like, here's Johnny Depp, way, (laughs) way, 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 way up in the fucking clouds. And Amber isn't even off the fucking ground. Like, (laughs) I can't... I can't. I am a movie person. I am a TV person. So I'm really bad with names. But I fucking love movies. And I had never heard of this bitch until now. No, you had heard of her, but you did not think of her even as like a real actress. You just thought of her as a side piece. Yeah, because oh, literally I knew, everything I, I named. Zombieland. Yeah. You were like, oh, I didn't even. I guess. Yeah, she's in it. And I noticed that, but I didn't even care enough to IMDB her. No. And Kylie's a bisexual, so she looks those things up like they all do. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be like, I knew this actress was in nine other things. Let me real quick look up all nine things. Okay, all right. I'm ready to watch the movie now, guys. (laughs) But there's a part. I don't remember what the song is called. And it's in the third movie of Pirates. And there's a song in there that I continuously listened to when I realized that I was getting divorced. And like, I literally would just sit there with my ow. With my headphones on because I didn't want anyone else to hear me blaring and just bawling my eyes Where did out. that come from? Wait, that had nothing to do, <laughs> do with what we were saying. Because, like, I'm such a, like, a, Johnny um, Depp made me feel things that okay. I didn't realize needed to be felt. <laughs> By the way, guys, in case you didn't know, Kylie was once married. Yeah, Cat's out was. of the bag. <laughs> Hashtag divorced. <laughs> Moving on to other relationships, potentially Johnny's (laughs) number 51, Kate Moss. So this was a really big one. This one, this one was big. So 
Kate Moss came on the scene, right? And um, I later break this one down because I think it needs its own little paragraph. But what happened was Kate Moss is Depp's former ex, and she claimed that she's still close with Johnny Depp. And the previous allegations of their relationship, the ones of her being pushed down the stairs, were false and that Johnny's never been an abusive partner. Again, I'll break that down a little bit better later. Number 52, another really, really big one. Like these two back to back should have sealed the deal here. These are like the the coffin closers at this point. Okay, Morgan Tremaine. So Morgan Tremaine is the person who worked for TMZ during the time when the photo leaks and video leaks happened. So when I talk about the video leak, I'm talking again about that kitchen cabinet, slamming the cabinets, closed Johnny drunk, throwing the bottles in the kitchen thing. Okay. Now he was Morgan Tremaine was contacted by a credible source and given tips to find Amber Heard on May 27th, 2016 and on August 6th, 2016. And where did he find her? Where were these tips given? They said, go find Amber Heard with bruises on her face because she's filing a restraining order and arriving at her law offices with divorce paperwork. And you can find her. Now, both these photos that he took, he said he was sitting in a car across the street and he would sit in his car and Amber would look over at him and then he would snap the photo and then she would turn and walk away. That sounds a little staged. Pretty staged and pretty planned, especially if you're getting them from a credible source and she's supposedly not wanting anyone to see her without makeup on and all this stuff. Who said it, right? Okay. They do talk a lot about him. They're like, do you normally get tips to go to law offices and stuff? And like, do you trust that? And he's like, well, I mean, not a lot, but I don't want to say no. Like he he is pretty honest. Okay. Then on August 12th, 2016, TMZ received that kitchen video. And I I talked about it a minute ago, so I'm going to real quick. What happens in the video is that Johnny Depp's mother had passed away. He is very visibly drunk in the video. He is in the kitchen. And I'm going to talk the extended version real quick. In the extended version, you see Amber set up the camera, like lean it up against like a box or a cup or something. And you see her looking at the camera, like planning this out. And then you see her being like, Johnny, like, I know you're upset. Why are you being violent? Why are you being mad? And he's admitting to it. He's like, you know, I I am fucking pissed. I am at whatever he's saying. You know, he's slamming his fist against the kitchen cabinet, slamming him closed. He like throws a bottle or breaks a bottle, something like that. And it looks like he gets kind of close to her, but there's no physical altercations in the in the actual clip, things like that. Now, in the end of the clip, we see Amber kind of like poking at him, trying to get him to be aggressive. And then she looks at the camera, kind of like chuckles almost. Because he says something about like, I know you're recording me. Why are you recording me? And she's like, oh, my God, I'm not. My God. And then she kind of like chuckles and turns off the recording. Now, here's the thing. That video was leaked on August 12th, 2016, when TMZ received the kitchen video, like I said, and they received it via an email through their tip line. However, that whole video is about maybe two minutes long. The clip they received was only about a minute long. You don't see that beginning portion of Amber setting up the camera or the end portion of her doing the chuckle and stuff. You only see the middle part where Johnny is aggressive. So it's almost like who filmed it type thing. Yeah. Now, here's how the the whole situation happened. T 
TMZ received an email on the tip line. The email had a link. The link led to a Dropbox and the Dropbox had the video inside it. So TMZ instantly copyrighted the video. It became a TMZ exclusive and they posted it. Now, they posted this video and they did not know it was a shorter, non-full length of the video. But then during the trial, they play the full video and the guy's like, that is not what I received. He makes note that that is not the same video that he had. So not only is that all kind of like, a okay, we probably know who sent this, but here's the big takeaway. They asked Tremaine, how do you go about doing these TMZ exclusives? And he's like, well, you know, we have to copyright or verify the authenticity of the video sent in. And Depp's attorneys are like, oh, that sounds pretty complicated. Like, how do you authenticate a video and copyright it? And he's like, well... If the video is from the original source of whoever took the video, it takes about 15 minutes of us to verify and authenticate it and trademark it. And they were like, oh, okay. What if it's from like an outside source? Like if someone's like publicist or manager or a random person sent it in, they said, oh, that takes about 24 to 48 hours for us to do it through a third or fourth party. And he's like, oh, okay, that's crazy. So did Amber Heard send you the video? And he's like, oh, no, she didn't. And I can't say that. And they were like, Oh, okay. So how long does the video take if the person who took the video sent it in to authenticate it? And he goes, 15 minutes. He goes, how long did TMZ have the video before they posted it? He goes, 17 minutes. So essentially this man is saying, I'm not allowed to tell you Amber Heard sent me that video, but Amber Heard sent me that video and that's why we were able to do it. Right. TMZ tried suing him if he spoke out on the stand. Also, it was like this whole big deal. And that's why he also was not allowed to say who sent him the video. So he nonchalantly was doing exactly what TMZ is trying to avoid letting him do. Go Morgan Tremaine. He seems pretty dope. He at least seems pretty honest. So that would mean this video got sent in by Heard to slander Johnny. Okay, moving on. Number 53, Brian Neumeister. He is the CEO of USA Forensics, and he was called in as an expert witness to discuss the sincerity of photos. Overall, he summarized that Heard's photos that he analyzed of her quote-unquote bruises were sent in from an editing software and not an actual camera source. He said that there's no way for a forensic expert to create an answer of where the photos came from that's stating that they're like sincere photos and that they aren't edited. Because when you take, I am explaining this, Michael Scott, five-year-old terms. (laughs) When you take a, she had an iPhone, I think they said. And when you take a photo on an iPhone, when it gets sent into the world, it has like kind of like an IP address attached to it, like how the internet does but it's an Apple tag address and it starts off with the letter I and then it says like the, you know, 84753 JPEG or whatever it would be, you know, hypothetically. Right. Now, these photos did not have that. They had like pixr4532.jpg. I gotcha. Or something like that. Like they did not come from an iPhone. They came from something else that could have been installed on an iPhone is what they were trying to say. Okay, number 54, Beverly Leonard. Leonard was the cop who arrested Heard in 2009 for the domestic abuse against Teza Van Ray, her former partner. She's the one that testified there was the physical altercation 
And it was in the airport, remember? And uh, that was the one where she said that the person was potentially uh, homophobic. However, Leonard uh, is a lesbian, so we knew that not to be true. Leonard places the blame of the incident on Heard, saying that she was being an instigator and the aggressive one. And she said that at the time, Heard seemed intoxicated. This is proving at this point now we had the Moss testimony saying that Johnny is never abusive. And we have that one stating that Amber has been abusive in previous relationships. So that was a big day for Johnny and his team. Heard's counterside testimonies. We had Dr. Richard Gilbert, number 55, the orthopedic surgeon that specializes in hands. He was grilled over how the injury could have occurred potentially and whether the trajectory of the bottle with the angle of his hand could have actually sliced his finger off in the Australia accident because essentially they argue for like 10 straight minutes on the stand. How did Johnny's finger get sliced off, but he didn't have a nail bed injury? Like it would have hit the way the trajectory hit. And everyone keeps arguing like, no, it would have sliced it clean off. And then other people are like, no, it would have like bruised it because of it being like an underhanded or overhanded throw. And they just keep talking about those. Another claim around this time is they talk about other ways the incident could have happened. And this is around the time they also start talking about the uh, landline phone. So they claim that instead of a bottle, Johnny actually broke his finger because he was holding a landline phone. He was very angry at Amber. So he started punching the phone into the wall. And that's what ended up fracturing him, busting his finger open. Heard's lawyer said that it wasn't Heard that made that claim. It was someone else because she just claims she saw Depp smashing the phone in the wall into smithereens. And she uses the word smithereens. But she does not claim that's what hurt his finger. So it was a lot of like, do you remember seeing a phone in the building? You do remember. You don't remember. And then at one point they do ask Johnny. They were like, do you remember there being a phone? And he's like, no. And they're like, we'll show you a picture of that room. Do you see the phone on the wall? He goes, I see it. That doesn't mean I remember it even being there. It's intact in the photo. So I clearly didn't smash it. And they were like, well, we don't know when this picture was from. It could have been replaced. It could have been before. It could have been after. We don't know. And Johnny's like, I don't even remember that being there. Like, but you know what I do remember? The bottles of alcohol that are in the photo also on the floor. Like, <laughs> right. And they were like, oh, you mean the handles that aren't handles, Johnny? And they sassed him back. Number 56, Julian Eckert. Eckert, sorry. She works at iDiscovery Solutions, also called IDS. It's a computer forensic and analytic computer processing company. Um, and they disputed that the prior testimony from Depp's expert witness, uh, the new Meister guy, said that the photos of her with the parent injuries were altered based on metadata. So he's saying, no, they did come through the iPhone, but when they were saved later, um, maybe like they just accidentally got corrupted files, things like that. And so he starts arguing it and they do have an iPhone address and this and that. And it was a lot of technology stuff. To be honest, between Newmeister and Acker, none of it made sense to me. And uh, <laughs> I don't understand iPhone metadata, I've learned. And people could scam catfish me, apparently, because I don't understand shit. Well, I feel like, you know how... Like you take a photo and then you put it into a, an app to, um, to edit it, and then you like save it again, and then you save that photo on your phone. So then it's like mm -hmm. you're you're essentially breaking down the quality every single time. 
And the thing that I think of is I'm really bad with, I will accidentally think I don't want a picture or don't need a picture. I'll delete it. And then later I'm like, crap, I wish I still had that picture. I want it back. I'm going to find wherever I sent it. So, oh, I had a good hair day that day. I don't like the picture because my nose looks weird. So I delete it. And then a week from now, I'm like, actually, that picture was not that bad. I remember I had a good hair day. I sent that picture to Kylie. I'm going to go back through Facebook Messenger, find that photo, save it again. Well, now it no longer has an iPhone ID, but I did take it on my iPhone and I took it myself and it's my photo, but it's not going to have that iPhone ID. Right. And I think about things like that. Like sometimes you just delete photos and maybe it is a traumatic photo and that's why you're going to delete it if it sees bruises or whatever. But maybe you had already sent it to your lawyer, your makeup artist saying like, hey, I'm coming in and you have to help me hide these bruises today. Johnny and I got in a fight last night. I'm not siding with Amber right now, guys, but I am trying to break down how metadata works. Just so we're on the same page. Because we have no idea. Yeah, that was a small monologue. Sorry, guys. I panicked. This is a possibility. Number 57, return of Dr. Hughes. Hughes testified for Heard's defense and was called back to the stand to further explain her diagnosis that Heard has post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, Shannon Curry, the expert witness for Depp, had diagnosed Heard with borderline and histronic personality disorder. And now we're saying, no, it's PTSD. Curry disagreed with the original PTSD diagnosis, testifying that she didn't agree with Hughes testing that people with PTSD don't go hiking or have dinner parties as Heard does. That is obviously paraphrasing. And that is what they paraphrase. Like what actually happened was when Curry was on the stand, Curry was like, it's less common for them to want to be so active because they usually do have a lethargic part to them. They have this like downward spiral at times. They can have upward moments, but they are not going to always be on that ultimate high. And she was. And then they were like, so since you said she was happy and she actually wasn't happy, you're relying. <laughs> they they very much shortened it and kind of twisted it. So Hughes also testified that the fact that people with PTSD um, suffer being sad, they said that was a myth and a misconception about individuals who are struggling with PTSD. They said that many people with PTSD diagnosis might actually have slight impairments, but they go about their day to day without even struggling or having symptoms at times, or they do have struggles and symptoms, but they're easier to mask them. So that is... um, that was most Too many. <laughs> yeah, that was our witnesses. All right. So we have a lot of them, right? Now, at this point, we're going to talk more about Kate. Kate, um, we're going to talk more about Amber and Johnny. But I want to rewind because we talked about that Kate Moss testimony. Damn, I forgot to tell you guys to put a pin in it. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's no pin for me to remove. Oh, I guess I have to skip this paragraph. No. <laughs> so I wanted in my head you guys to put a pin in Kate Moss. Let's break that down. So Kate Moss did testify via a live video link via Johnny's video team, um, legal team. Sorry. It was because she's out of states or out of the area for filming or doing something. Maybe her life. I don't know. But she's Kate Moss. So she physically couldn't come in, but she did want to be a a witness. Okay. So Depp's lawyers were spotted fist bumping in the courtroom during the earlier weeks because heard on the stand had brought up the Moss testament Moss incident during her testimony. Technically she wasn't supposed to, but she admitted that she heard a rumor that Johnny Depp had pushed his British model girlfriend down a flight of stairs. Once that opened the door to having Kate Moss on the stand. And Johnny's team was like, fuck yeah, you dumb herd turd. And they fist bumped. <laughs> I saw that. I they saw knew that. what was happening. 
All right. So here's the incident. It's very well known. It was while Moss and Depp were dating. And here's what happened. It was around 530 a.m. on September 13th, 1994. What a good year. I think The Lion King had just came out. You were two. And? The Lion King just came out. Are you sure it was a good year? You have no idea. I don't know. Do you not see pictures in the 94s? That looks great. (laughs) Around this time, Johnny Depp was arrested and charged with criminal mischief. And it was at the New York's Mark Hotel because he allegedly trashed his hotel room. This was all while he was dating Kate Moss at the time. The police were called to their 1410 hotel room and they were called because they thought there was a domestic dispute thing happening. You know, the police came and when they knocked on the door and they got it open, they found the couple calmly smoking, just sitting on the floor. But the entire room was fucking destroyed. That's hilarious. And they were just, you know, chilling, just smoking a cig because, you know, back in the 90s, that was legal to smoke inside. Everyone did it. If you didn't, you were uncool. It makes me think of the um, the scene in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Where they're just like eating breakfast and like, super calm, but all everything's just are covered with blood. <laughs> like, I love that movie. They're just they're just eating the biscotti and having their orange juice. That is essentially exactly what. So the police said they found Depp, who was in a state of possible intoxication. So he was potentially drunk, but that Moss was completely uninjured. (laughs) When they asked what happened in here, Johnny Depp was like, "Okay, see, here's what happened, my dude. There was an armadillo (laughs) hiding in the closet. And when it got out, it destroyed the room, obviously. Now. All of us. <laughs> first off, if that's your first story, I love it. B plus for effort. Could have done better, but you know, it's not the worst we've ever heard. Anyone that knows Johnny Depp or has seen him in anything probably could tell that was a stupid sarcasm, but these police were not having it. And they were like, fuck this guy. Like, So they instead took him to court and he was arrested for criminal mischief. The criminal court judge dismissed the charges against Depp on the condition that he has to stay out of trouble for six months. Depp paid the Mark Hotel $10,000. And that included for their stay and over $2,000 just for the damages. So, like, he didn't, like, just dip and, like, be a dick about it. Right. But that wasn't the thing that was being called into question. (laughs) That wasn't even the big deal. She could have brought that up, right? No. While he was supposed to not be getting in trouble, right? Something else happened. All right. So there's this staircase incident. Heard had made the previous testimony about Moss and the stairs. And Moss said that while she and Depp dated from 1994 to 1998, good years. Sure. They had this alleged incident where they were vacationing at a resort in Jamaica. And uh, supposedly he pushed her down the stairs. Now, what Moss says happens is he did not push her. She accidentally fell. Under oath, Moss, uh, Kate Moss says the following. We were leaving the hotel room and Johnny left the room before I did. There had been a rainstorm. As I left the room, I slid down the stairs and I hurt my back. I screamed because I didn't know what happened to me and I was in pain. He came running back to help me and carried me to my room and got me medical attention. He never pushed me, kicked me, or threw me down any stairs. 
It sucks when that happens. Fucking hurts. <laughs> Dude, remember when I fucking yes, I just it? That. <laughs> Bro, we have so many stairs in our house. We have like five fucking staircases. One of them is only like four steps. And one morning, Kylie's, she just <laughs> hears me freaking the fuck out. I biffed it and I, the dog tripped me down the stairs and I slid down the stairs on my back and I was in agony. <laughs> You slammed your back. Though. It was so bad. I had like a purple streak across my back where my back slid down those. Oh, fuck this house. I did that once in Virginia and I was just like, I was by myself and I had no idea what happened. And it like knocks the thoughts out of you. And I know, you're like, how like, did I get the to the bottom? What just happened? Also, ow, what the fuck? My my ass hurts. I've <laughs> fallen up and downstairs so much of my life. The moment it's done and you're like, at the end or top of the stairs you're just like i don't know how i got here so fast it was all such a blur a very painful bad bad blur i don't know how i got here so fast <laughs> it's like an expressway that you don't want to take oh, i just i just remember the time when it happened to me in virginia <laughs> that's what and that's what your thoughts do you're like no 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 okay it's done <laughs> Literally, because <laughs> you don't have time to think of like how to stop yourself. No, you your can't. Feet down. Like, because each time you, you can start do. the thought, you're like, "No, I should stop myself." You're like, "No, no, no, no," because you're bouncing down the stairs. It's literally exactly it. That's so, so funny. Yeah, we feel you, Kate Moss. We've we've all been there. <laughs> oh god, I've never made Kylie laugh so hard as I do talking about falling down the staircase. <laughs> It's the uh, <laughs> uh, but the the part to take away from this isn't the fall down. It's the fact. <laughs> Are you sure? It's, who? Um, it's the fact that Kate is like Johnny was in front of me. He helped me. He helped me get back up. Like I biffed it. I fucked up and got her medical attention. Yeah, you know what? One of my favorite phrases is. When people are walking on the ice and you just look at them and be like, they're about to eat shit. I just love saying that about people. I don't know why. <laughs> I just, and I almost just said, why? <laughs> you didn't just say, I don't know why. I just like, someone once said that about someone falling on ice and it stuck with me that like, that's my favorite thought to have when I see anyone walking on ice. Just like, ah, oh, they're going to eat shit. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. <clears throat> We're having the time of our lives here, guys. <laughs> After this, we had Johnny Depp back on the stand. It was now January, February, March, April, May, May 25th, 2022. While Johnny Depp was on the stand, they discussed how Depp had bruises in photos and when the timeline of these bruises could have occurred. Heard's lawyers continue to say they're not bruises. It's instead lights and shadows reflecting on the photos with contrast with how his bone structure looks. All right, he's hot, but like, really? <laughs> I have perpetual dark circles under my eyes. In certain ways I turn, I will say like, it looks sometimes like I have black eye. I get asked that every so often, you know, like if, if something hits right. But he's in a different pose in every single photo. If I took 20 photos, 20 different poses right now, you're only going to think two of those. I have black eyes in. you know what I mean? Like you're not going to well, think anywhere glasses. Photo. So kind of covers. It covers them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thanks. I was trying to give an example though. In Johnny's defense and you just 
ate shit on my example. No, I did not. So next is Johnny being quizzed about his finger and the alcohol bottle a fucking gun. Remember earlier I said Depp accidentally recorded himself saying a handle of vodka? Well, yeah. here's where it comes to bite him in the ass. <laughs> Herd's lawyers start pressing the conversation being like, there's no handle in the photo. Look at the evidence. There's bottles, but there is no handle, meaning you made the whole story up. And he's like, it was large. And they were like, large is not a handle. He should have been like, it was more than a mega pint. <laughs> yeah, for real though. <laughs> the fuck is a handle though? Are you kidding me right now? Like a handle of vodka, a handle of gin, a handle. No, nope. a handle. It's okay. It's the bottle that looks like this. Okay. And it has a top. So then it has a handle. <laughs> so it's thick. <laughs> oh my gosh. Does that make sense? <laughs> Instead of like, okay, think of like a, a, uh, a skinny tall one like a wine style that is clearly not a handle like if i had like a tequila bottle that shape because it's not big enough but if it was shorter stouter and fatter and it has a, a handle. handle it's a it's a handle it's a bigger fuck off kylie so then we move on to the text messages then we got to some text messages that start getting talked about in February 2nd of 2017 there were text messages between Depp and his personal assistant Stephen Duders, who actually testified, remember last time, episode one in the archives. They say that the lawyers tried to paint Depp as a misogynist womanizer. They said Depp continued to say he never sent these messages, though. It got redacted and then Hurd's lawyers tried a second time and they tried to uncrop the text messages to show the entire conversation. Depp still denied that these were written by him, but he couldn't get it redacted a second time, but it didn't go anywhere, really. Then on June 4th, 2016, text messages between Depp and his sister, Christy Dombrowski, who was the very first witness way back in the day in the archives, were shared between her and Depp, where Depp talks about how Heard should be replaced in the Warner Brothers Aquaman movies and how he lost his chance to work with Warner Brothers, so she shouldn't be able to work with them either. Another set of messages were read from August 15th, 2017, between Depp and another female I forgot who these were with. I think her name was Kristen. I was in a work meeting when I was trying to do this one. And I am really sorry that I forgot to write down the girl's name. But here is the text message. <clears throat> She's begging for total global hum humiliation. She's going to get it. I'm going to need your text about San Francisco, brother. I'm even sorry to ask, but... She sucked mollusks crooked dick and he gave her some shitty lawyers. I have no mercy, no fear, and not an ounce of emotion. Or what I once thought was love for the gold digging, low level, dime a dozen, mushy, pointless, dangling, overused, flappy fish market. I'm so fucking happy she wants to go to fight this out. She will hit the wall hard. And I cannot wait to have this waste of a cum guzzler out of my life. I met a fucking sublime little Russian here, which made me realize the time I blew on that 50 cent stripper, I wouldn't touch her with a goddamn glove. I can only hope that karma kicks in and takes the gift of breath from her. Sorry, man, but now I will stop at nothing. Let's see if Mollusk has a pair. Come see me face to face. I'll show him things he's never seen before, like the other side of his dick when I slice it off. 
lot to unpack there, right? <laughs> are you mad? Are, are you glad I let you read the cum guzzlers? The cum guzzlers. Text. I yeah. love that. I do. Um, Mollusk is Elon Musk, by the way. That's his nickname for him. If anyone didn't know, someone asked, like, on Twitter one day. Someone was like, in all those messages, who's Mollusk? <laughs> so... After these got shared in the courtroom and they they read them just like we did, Depp was doubled down on because they were like, seems like you talked pretty shitty about Amber. Like, what the fuck? You said you don't do that. And he's like, OK, so here's the thing. I was mad <laughs> like he's he doesn't even deny it. He's like, you're right. Like, but this was also after everything, like clearly, because she's with right. Elon Musk at this point. They're not married. And he wasn't speaking out. He was speaking to someone he knows. So it was a very, very eh, touchy situation. Then Depp is again doubled down on when he said that he's like, this is my first time speaking out about my abuse. Like, this is an important thing for me. That's why I'm here. Why I'm talking about this, because this is my first time to share my story. And the lawyers freak out on him and they're like, hmm, this isn't your first time, though. Otherwise, you wouldn't have filed a lawsuit with the son. That was your chance to speak out. You sued someone, remember? But you didn't speak out back then. And Johnny's like, no, I wasn't allowed to. I was suing them for slander. So me bringing up what's happening in my personal life was not part of what I was allowed to bring up. I can only discuss what's credible to the case, kind of like now. And they were like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's literally how it works. So then we had Heard back on the stand. When Heard got back on the stand, instantly we saw some lovely fake alligator tear crying coming out again at the very beginning. And it was filled with statements about how she daily relives her trauma. She has to change her whole life just because she can't deal with it anymore. Someone put it really well. Um, I, I think it might have even been Camille Vasquez, but they were like, Amber Heard cries more than any normal person without ever once producing a tear and i was like yeah yeah that's that's it so heard said depp had threatened her if she ever tried to leave him and that was a big part of their relationship she said that he would also promise humiliation he would ruin her career revenge or potentially death and then she alludes back to those texts heard said ever since the trial started she's received hundreds and thousands of threats and that the internet mocks her, her testimonies, and it's the worst thing that's ever happened to her in her career now. She said all she ever wanted was to be left alone by Johnny Depp. Okay, Kylie, um, <clears throat> can we talk about something real quick? Yeah, of course. Let's do it. Is it just me? Do I, have I never heard of anything in the world? Or when you are a jury member, a lawyer, a uh, judge, someone that's in a lawsuit of any kind? aren't you not allowed to get on the internet? And isn't that said at the very beginning and end of every single day in the courtroom? Uh, yeah. So how is Amber reading all these thousands of death threats to her if she's not getting on the old interwebs? Interwebs. <laughs> I'm just feeling like that uh, is some bold-faced fucking perjury on the stand Amber heard. Yikes. Very interesting. Heard said that she never called TMZ or any other source, contrary to what TMZ witness had said the day before. 
She did admit that she created the kitchen video, but she said she wasn't the one that shared it with anyone and she didn't crop it or edit it or do any of that. So who did? Um, Heard essentially then called every single person on the stand a liar in their testimony. And then she also said, if I wanted to leak evidence, I could have and I would have, but I didn't. But previously, also under oath, she said she never knew how to leak evidence. And that's the reason why she never told anyone her story. She also pretty much says the only reason anyone sides with Johnny is because they're a fan of his and they're too scared to be honest. Then there's a section where they talk about the previous witness on the stands and none of the lawyers noted at the moment. But Amber heard when talking about Morgan Knight, the uh person that was um i want to say the the god damn it what is it called like the if i'm renting a house are you what are you landlordy guy i think morgan knight was the landlord i can't remember now i've forgotten it's all a big blur in my life she says i'm not really quite sure who that guy was and i don't recognize him so i don't i don't feel like he's credible she says that multiple times Then like an hour later, they were like, blah, 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 the Morgan Knight testimony. And she's like, I've already been to trial with that man and I don't believe him. So I don't want to even talk about him. So which is Amber? I like how she's like. Everyone loves Johnny, so they're going to side with him. Like, have you not heard of cancel culture? Yes. And that's what she did in the beginning. She canceled him. Remember when everyone didn't like him? Right. My biggest takeaway from the time Heard was on the stand was when she discusses Depp's power status, which is essentially what Kylie was just saying, is that she remarks anyone is willing to lie, help or go along with Johnny Depp. And she says it's due to his status as a powerful member of society and a high ranking celebrity. And I don't agree exactly for what Kylie just said. Cancel culture. Camille Vasquez, uh, Johnny Depp's lawyer, starts to press Heard about the perjury multiple times. And every time Camille, like, even makes a comment saying perjury, Heard's like, I just don't recall that. Like, I don't recall saying that. I don't recall hearing that. On oh, stand. yeah. I don't recall I saw, that. I saw some, like, I saw a video of that. Yeah. And she's like, I don't recall. Every single thing. Every single one. Like, really? Camille even goes as far as to, like, this is a word for word statement between the two. Camille goes, you weren't expecting so many people to come testify on his behalf, were you? Were you? And Heard goes, Yes. Yes, I was. That's why I wrote the op-ed, because I know the amount of power he has. So you're also admitting you did write the op-ed and that you're doing it to try to get people to not stand up for him. Okay, all right. This line alone to me could have changed things because it's considered a defamation case, not a domestic violence case, because it's now the defamation of character that came along with writing the op-ed, which is essentially what the original point of this was was did it defame his character? And she just word for word said yes. But then it got turned into a domestic violence case. And they're claiming that this whole piece wasn't about him, but she literally just said it was. And with that statement, it leads me to believe that Vasquez truly is on Johnny Depp's side and she believes he was abused and she could try to go after her for perjury on the stand. I really do think. By the way, for those that don't know, Camille Vasquez is now an official partner at that law firm. She like, won the right to be a partner nice yeah because she was just i don't know what the thing is before you're a partner but she's like you know like like a junior partner in training or whatever i guess i don't know she was the assistant to the regional manager and now she's the regional manager (laughs) so we're very proud of you camille vesquez round of applause clap clap (laughs) 
So I want to talk about that real quick one more time. So we need to know if Amber Heard, this is just like another side piece. We need to know if Amber Heard is going to get any backlash for the perjury during this case because she's been openly caught lying. People have came to the point talking about it. It's been proven. Lawyers have noticed it. The judges noticed it. Everything else. And the juries had not thrown out any of Heard's testimony and nothing was uh, like taken out. So even though we have inconsistencies in Heard's testimonies, we also have found straight lies. And usually when that happens, they throw the testimony out, but it wasn't thrown out. And that makes me wonder if it was on purpose so that later it could be brought back up. Because to me, that's the only reason why it wouldn't have. And a big thing the lawyers noticed around this time is that the jury might look towards missing evidence before the closing arguments and everything. Heard was telling the stories of the wild beatings, like how he had rings on, things like that, how she couldn't get away from him, things, things he did, things he said. But there was no evidence, truly. We have the recordings of him smashing bottles, things like that, which that does claim he's a violent man, but not an aggressively or domestically violent man to her. And those evidence are crucially missing at this point. She had not proved that any of these bruises came from him. Any of these drugs were done by him, things like that. So a big thing that the lawyers could have pressed on now is the missing evidence to win this case. At this point, they start the closing arguments. First up, Camille Vasquez for Johnny Depp. Vasquez addresses that Heard went, went in for the restraining order, but instead walked out ruining his life by telling lies. Vasquez asks Heard to give Depp his life back and stop telling her lies. Vasquez said that Heard never thought she would get caught and Depp would not fight back and her lies would never be shown to the public. Vasquez said Heard was a violently was a person who was violently afraid of abandonment, a troubled person who was desperate for attention and approval, and in her relationship she was violent and abusive and overall a cruel person. She reminded the jury that Heard was diagnosed with different disorders during the case but also even before the trial began. She recalled that all the different times that people have came forward saying there were multiple times Heard was aggressive, violent, or cruel to them. And usually it's by being in a moment where she's having fear of abandonment, which could have been the case here. Vasquez played multiple messages of Heard's behavior, brought back up the text messages, the TMZ testimony. She reminded everyone that Heard admitted to writing the op-ed in a slanderful reasoning and that every single lie she believes that was said on the stand, she brings up again. She also called Aquaman the biggest role of Heard's career. And then she pauses, looks at Heard and says, well, till this trial. She's not wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, girl. she's not wrong. She fucking dropped the mic. <laughs> Go Vasquez. Next up, we got Ben Chu. Um, Chu said that the court has came to know the real Amber Heard. And now the world needs to know who the real Johnny is, a.k.a. a victim and a person who needs his story shared. He brought up Depp's violent and abusive childhood again and how it turned him into someone who would stand up against violence and not reciprocate it. Chu said that being with Heard was for Depp similar to being around his mother again because when he showed love, he was never given love back the same way and instead was met with violence and that he wouldn't return that pattern. Chu said that Heard went out of her way to tarnish his name, his family's name, and everything he worked his whole life for. Chu said that Depp was a person that people could have looked up to and been a, an icon, essentially. But she took that away from him by spreading the rumors and lies that turned him into a monster into the eyes of those that once loved him. He does even talk about like his family in that sense. 
He quoted saying, this case is about telling you his side of the story and the truth about what happened, what really happened. It's about restoring his reputation. It's about showing Mr. Depp's children, Lily Rose and Jack, that the truth is worth fighting for. Both Chu and Vasquez mentioned that Heard is not only lying about being part of the Me Too movement, but it's hurting the chance for others to be part of the movement that truly are part of it because her false allegations are ruining the reality and sincerity of the moment itself. Chu also said that she took on the role of a lifetime here. Again, we're throwing it back to that. But he said it's because with her trying to be this heroic survivor of abuse and a public figure, she was casting Depp as a villain in her evil drama. Chu also pulled up the jury paperwork and told that this would be his views on each of the subjects. And he closed his arguments by saying Depp needed his name restored, not just for him, but for his kids, because he's been carrying this burden on his back and he needs to be freed and that the jury was the only people that could do that. Then Ben Rottenborn went up for Heard. He started by saying Mr. Depp in this courtroom right now is laughing and making side remarks while the videos are being played. But this is not a laughing matter. He also later says like Amber would have never done that. Amber literally did it too. It's just Johnny's were like Multiple funnier. Times. Johnny was actually funny. She was like snarky. Rottenborn said, you need to look at the relationship as a whole and not just these small incidents because it's a cumulative effect of everything that Johnny Depp did with drugs and alcohol that broke her down and abused her throughout the relationship. Rottenborn also claims the TMZ information has to be incorrect because it does not line up with the timelines. And so it has to be incorrect because Amber couldn't have done it. She was like on a boat or something. Rottenborn <laughs> then claimed Heard took photos to try to help him by showing that he was hurting himself, his children, and needed to be shown that so he can change, aka like the festivities of ice cream photo. Rottenborn also claims the witnesses that were all shown were on Depp's payroll and just too scared to actually say anything bad about him because of his power and instead lied for Johnny Depp and accused Johnny Depp of victim blaming as well. If you do remember, he also did that in part one, episode one that I that we did. I said that they were like, oh, aren't you just a Johnny Depp fan? And the one guy was like, honestly, no, I'm not <laughs> like right. we've already been proven. That's not true. Rotten born chill. Rottenborn did have like a pretty intense message at the end, if it was true. But he told jurors, if you rule in favor of Johnny Depp, you would be an accomplice to his abuse. Very heavy statement there. Rottenborn warned the jurors that Depp's claims were not abusive. Be sorry, claims he was not abusive to Heard because this is sending a message to survivors of domestic abuse everywhere, showing them that it's invalidated how they feel. He said, a ruling against Amber sends a message that no matter what you do as an abuse victim, you'll always have to do more. Don't send that message. That is very powerful. I know we're supposed to like everyone on the Internet thinks we're supposed to hate Elaine and Rottenborn. But I will say Rottenborn also did have to partially just work with what he's given. Once you sign on this client, you got to kind of believe them whether you want to or not. Right. And also you got to work with what you're given. Rottenborn also does not use social media. So even though he has these high profile clients and stuff like that, even still to this day, people have like interviewed him and stuff and he'll be like, yeah, I kind of don't know everything that's happening because I don't use social media that much and stuff. I think Rottenborn's not the worst thing on the planet. He's not good, but he has the power to be better, I think. Yeah. 
I'm going to go with that statement and move on. <laughs> Number four, we have Elaine. Holy shit, this bitch talked. <laughs> she fucking talked for so long. I kept zoning in and out. I had to listen to it like three times to write two fucking paragraphs. It fe- I felt like I was fucking listening to like a goddamn two year old when they finally learn something and they want to tell you about it. Oh, right. And it's it takes them like 28 <laughs> minutes to tell you a one minute story. Yes. Yeah. Like they learned that when you flip the light switch up, it goes on and down. It goes down like the light goes dark. But it took them 28 minutes to tell you that story. And you're like, holy shit, bro. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. That was Elaine. Every time she opened her mouth during this part. All right. During any part. True. So Elaine says Depp was going after her for nothing. He uh, she said that he wants to put her through all this again for a third time now because, you know, she just she wants. Amber just wants freedom. And Johnny is just (laughs) hurting her again for no reason. No reason. Hurting her. Hurting. Hurting her. She, Elaine says that the reason for the counterclaim, as Heard had finally said, was she just had enough. Literally, this bitch talked like almost an hour, hour and a half or something like that. Like, and you can see I did not write a lot. This is how little she said. Elaine also said, what would Heard's motive be for manufacturing this entire hoax? It couldn't be monetary because Heard didn't even ask for 50% of everything she would be entitled to under the California laws. So it's not it's not a monetary gain. She also argues Heard only asked for seven million, remember, and she pledged it to charity. I didn't even I didn't even go through that whole fucking thing because I didn't even want to. But I'll say something about it in the minute in in a minute. She also claims Heard lost so much opportunity and money because Aquaman was supposed to be the biggest DC film ever made and it should have launched her career and it didn't. How do you feel about that? It, It technically is. Really? Aquaman has the highest DC grossing average of any DC film ever created. Really? If you did not know. Did not know. But they also do have incorrect statements during this. They claim it was in like the top 10 and I think it's like 17 or something. Like it's in the top 20 or 25, but they continuously claim it's in the top 10. It is not in the top 10 though. So mm-hmm. that is a mistake. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, uh, the seven mil. Again, I want to say it's about Jason Momoa. That's why it's the highest DC film. And it's also the time it came out. People were really excited to be going to the movies because COVID movies had finally started coming back. And so there's a lot of reasonings, I think, for it. Um, I'm not going to get into this because, you know, I will. But I would like to say just because something is a high grossing movie does not make it a good movie. We have learned that with Morbius, clearly, which accidentally made way too much money. And now people want a second one when the. Okay. So anyways, let's go back to the 7 million. All right. I talked about this in part one. Remember the 7 million Amber had won in the divorce settlement and such. And she said that she was going to give it to charity. And then we found out she didn't. There was this whole part of the case that I did not even go over. So remember, originally, she kept saying she donated it later. She claims like it was pledged to charity. And then there's this whole thing of what's the difference between pledging money and donating money. And she says they're interchangeable words and that they mean the same thing. They do not. No. So I I didn't even want to get into that because it just it's so fucking stupid. She's okay. (laughs) Then we had the rebuttal closing arguments. And when this started, I want to say like 
Um, Johnny Depp's team had like, I think like 30 or 40 minutes left on the clock. And uh, because Elaine never shut the fuck up, they only had like six minutes left because <laughs> everyone gets I think it's either two or four hours. I can't remember. That's funny. It starts with Camille Vasquez. Camille points out that Heard has repeatedly lied and been caught in those lies. Vasquez says she claims Heard was too tangled in her own lies to start to distinguish what was the truth anymore. And now she started believing those lies and now she doesn't know how to take responsibility for them. I kind of believe that. Oh, I 100% I think believe she has that. started to genuinely think that she is like She kept correct. forgetting what, what the story was. Like, you could see it on her face. Mm -hmm. Vasquez added that Heard's story is constantly a moving target and it can't ever stay the same. She also reminded uh, that almost none of the people that testified were on payroll for Depp. Only like three were his, you know, like bodyguards and stuff like that. And she's like, but even right. with them being on. Doesn't even mean that they would have had to testify yeah. him. Yeah. Like. If I had a bodyguard, my bodyguard would probably hate me because I would make them go to Taco Bell every single day at 3 a.m. They wouldn't testify for me. They'd be like, nah, fuck that whore. She's so fucking annoying. Right. <laughs> so. um. Vasquez reminded that and then also said no one showed up for her except for the paid experts. No one actually willingly went out of their way. And she said it's because Herd burns bridges and no one's willing to travel just to speak out for her. Vasquez then finished by saying to the jury, while you deliberate, ask yourself, why would Mr. Depp want to put himself back through this again? Pretty good. Pretty good. Number two was Ben Rotten born again. Um, at this point, he said, it's this simple. If you believe Depp was abusive to Amber one time, then your job's very easy. You heard Amber heard on the stand yesterday telling you what she has experienced as a result of Mr. Depp's promise to bring her global humiliation. Give Amber heard her voice back. I promise you, Amber, you don't need Johnny's help for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did it yourself. Rottenborn says the evidence showed Heard did not commit commit any abuse hoax, hoaxes. And that would have been the end of it. We would have had to wait. But the jury said, Haha, fuck that. We got some answers for you, bish. Right. So what happened after those closing remarks and stuff? Here's what we found out. The jurors had been provided with 38 pages worth of instructions to follow during deliberations. They included explanations on how they're expected to rule on the case to make it fair and impartial. And then they had. They had to judge the credibility of various witnesses. Now, like I said, it's over 35 pages. I'm going to try to summarize what these 35 pages said. The jurors probably like, fuck this case. Yes. <laughs> like, just want to go home. And it was over a holiday weekend, nonetheless. Right. So Amber Heard wins if all this is proven. She wins 100%. There are seven aspects here. Ready? Number one, whether Heard made or published any of the statements about sexual violence. Number two, do any of Heard's statements imply or insinuate anything about Johnny Depp? Number three, were Heard's statements seen by anyone other than Johnny Depp? Number four. Did Amber Heard's statements convey a defamatory implication to someone who saw them other than Johnny Depp? Number five, are the implications of insinuations about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's statements false? Number six, did Amber Heard make the statements with actual malice? Number seven, if Johnny Depp is entitled to recover, what is the amount of the Johnny Depp damages? Now, Johnny Depp would 100% win if all this is proven. He had six stipulations. Stipulations. 
Couldn't quite get that one, could you? <laughs> no, and I thought if I just tried it more, it would get there. <laughs> Number one, did Waldman, while acting as the agent for Johnny Depp, speak out about the sexual abuse case? Number two, are there any statements that he spoke out about about Heard? Number three, were any of the statements seen by anyone other than Heard? Number four, are any of the statements false? Number five, were any of the statements made with actual malice? And number six, if Amber Heard is entitled to recover, what is the amount of Heard damages? All seven elements had to be presented for the jury to rule in Depp's favor or six in the opposite favor. If Mr. Depp failed to prov provide any of these, then you shall find your verdict for Miss Heard, vice versa for her, etc. And then you have to claim what the damages would be and what they would win. Okay? Still sounds kind of complicated. It'll make sense in a minute, I promise. Also, when you guys hear me say actual malice, um, don't think of the words as two separate things like actual space malice. It's a term, actual malice. Look it up. I don't want to have to explain it. But like, it's not just saying like, oh, did you think it was going to do something bad to you? Like malice wise, like, oh, was that a bad thing? Actual malice is a legal term, but it's complicated to explain if you didn't know that. You don't have to look it up. It's, you're, the, you know what's going to happen in the case. Okay, you can look it up. <laughs> so the jury would make its verdict known thanks to the verdict sheet being filled out. It was an eight-page verdict sheet that was shared by the Fairfax County Courthouse as the jury deliberated, so we were allowed to see it. Should they find in Johnny Depp's favor all the statements, the jurors then would state the amount of money for the compensations and punitive damages, if any, they, they would award him, vice versa to Amber. On Wednesday, June 1st, 2022, the jury reached the verdict and was going to announce it at 3 p.m. <laughs> if you were watching this live, you know how infuriating that day was at 3 p.m. So Heard was present in the courtroom. Johnny Depp was unable to attend due to prior commitments in the UK. So the jury, everyone came into the courtroom. Three o'clock rolls around. We're all getting really anxious. Everything happens. The jury's like, OK, we have our verdict. And the judge looks over the paper and is like, you left half the paper empty. And they were like, oh, we had to fill out that part too. And she's like, yes, go back in the room right now. <laughs> they filled out all the part of who's innocent and guilty and how much, but they forgot to fill in who wins what amount of monies. So she's like, that's not completed. You're not done. Go back and deliberate. You guys now all seven have to agree again. So everyone was really nervous that it would take a lot longer because we were already like waiting the holiday weekend. We wanted to know. Luckily, at 318, they were like, OK, we're done again. And she's like, <laughs> like we got Are this. you, though. <laughs> right. She's like, let me grab my poo backpack. <laughs> so at 318 p.m., it turned back on. Everyone was like, oh, my God. The jury returned the verdict. And it was Johnny Depp had won the defamation case against Amber Heard. After nearly 13 hours of deliberation spread over a span of three days, the crowd outside the courtroom cheered as the verdict was read in the case against Amber Heard, uh, losing to Johnny. The jury awarded $10 million in, com in compensation damages and $5 million in punitive damages to Johnny Depp. In all, he would be winning $15, 15 million, not $15. <laughs> Imagine if there were $15. Well, that's what the judge said when they went back in from three o'clock to three eighteen. She's like, it can be as low as one dollar or as much as the hundred million. I just need something. You can literally put one dollar. Go put something. Like, she was so <laughs> she fed was so up. done. 
They did award $2 million in compensating damages to Amber Heard, though, and $0 in punitive damages. So, a.k.a. Johnny Depp did win his case against Amber Heard, and she would be ordered to pay the actor $15 million in damages, but the jury awarded Heard $2 million, and people were like, what, how does that work? Because technically, she was right about part of her counterclaims. Out of those seven, they couldn't, like, prove that not everything um, so in the end, you know, Depp's lawyers had to call the abuse alleg- allegations and a hoax, but she still got that $2 million by proving certain aspects of the case. Following this, within moments of the verdict, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard both posted on social media. They both decided to take to the Internet, as we all love. Here's, Which I think is just so funny. It's so fucking ridiculous. It's so ironic. Amber Heard also posted a really stupid, pathetic thing before the event, and I forgot to read it. But if you guys want to read it, you can go to her page. By the way, if you're wanting to go slander Amber, you can't. She limits her comments on her post so that no one can be mean. On that note, Kylie, read what <laughs> Amber Heard posted following the case. The disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. I believe Johnny's attorney succeeded in getting the jury to overlook the key issue of freedom of speech and ignore evidence that was so conclusive that we won in the UK. I'm sad I lost this case, but I'm sadder still that I seem to have lost a right I thought I had as an American to speak freely and openly. Oh my God, did you just hear that? I threw up in my mouth. (laughs) I hate her. She's an American. (laughs) Me. Meanwhile, on the other side of fucking Instagram... Johnny Depp had posted his own statement, and here is what he said. Kylie, take a big breath, because this man <laughs> has words. Hold on, I need, to, I need to get ready for this one. Okay. Six years ago, my life, the life of my children, the lives of those closest to me, and also the lives of the people who, who for many, many years have supported and believed in me were forever changed. All in the blink of an eye. False. Very serious and criminal allegations were levied at me via the media, which triggered an endless barrage of hateful content, although no charges were ever brought against me. It had already traveled around the world since within a a nanosecond, and it had a seismic... Can we restart that whole sentence? Because you messed up twice and seismic. (laughs) I know, I I was just about to... I was going to let you have it, but then two errors is too many. It had... It had already traveled around the world twice within a nanosecond, and it had a seismic. <laughs> I know that because Pokemon seismic toss, the, the move that Machamp and Machoke do. Never mind. <laughs> On my life and my career. And six years later, the jury gave me my life back. I'm truly humbled. My decision to pursue this case, knowing very well the height of the legal hurdles that I would be facing and the inevitable worldwide spectacle into my life was only made after considerable thought. From the very beginning, the goal of bringing this case was to reveal the truth, regardless of the outcome.
Speaking the truth was something that I owed to my children and to all those who have remained steadfast in their support of me. I feel at peace knowing I have finally accomplished that. I am and have been overwhelmed by the outpouring of love and the colossal support and kindness from around the world. I hope that my quest to have the truth have the truth be told will have helped others, men or women, who have found themselves in my situation and that those supporting them never give up. I also hope that the position will now return to innocent until proven guilty, both within the courts and in the media. I wish to acknowledge the noble work of the judge, the jurors, the court staff, and the sheriffs who have sacrificed their own time to get this, get to this point, and to my diligent and unwavering legal team who did an extraordinary job in helping me to share the truth. The best is yet to come, and a new chapter has finally begun. I can't read that. <laughs> Veritas nanquam pere, the truth never perishes. I think it's... I've heard it, but like I can't say it, you know? Mm-hmm. But wow. The differences. He has a voice <laughs> that he uses. He's a great soul. So that's that. <laughs> Have a good night. Good night. <laughs> um, that's where I stopped writing because A, I was emotionally um, just over it all there's a lot of other shit happening in the world that i was like okay time to move on plus i really wanted to watch stranger things so um <laughs> that was coming out soon um i mean there's still shit happening obviously like <laughs> that celebrity net worth ep- uh website they literally posted that amber heard's net worth is now negative eight million like yeah amber's being drugged through the mud for good reasoning obviously uh johnny's just trying to live his life now it looks like He's been on social media. Just, I love that he was drinking out of a mega pint. <laughs> he's just doing what he can, just being happy, right? Like, um, he has posted twice since the event. He has thanked his supporters everywhere. He made a little, like, video of, like, the TikTok of all of the people coming and seeing him daily at the events, him, like, waving just a bunch of things and just being, you know, happy Johnny Depp that we recognize. Um, since then, Amber Heard has not posted anything on Instagram. She has not spoken out again since that I have noticed on any socials. Obviously, I don't know what socials she has other than Instagram. I did check both those, though, just now, just to give you guys 100% accuracy. Amber Heard hate on the internet is going strong. Johnny Depp love is going strong. It is almost Ren Fair season. Get your pirate outfits ready so everyone can go uh, Jack Sparrow run through all the Ren Fair worlds. <laughs> Other than that, that's it for this episode. We did it. We you did, did it. it. You did it. Whew, that was a lot, guys. Well, now you guys know what to expect, though. If there's like a big trial, you guys know I'm going to go fucking hard in the paint. I'm going to sit there and wa- and listen to it while you're supposed to be working. I got some work done. <laughs> like, every so often. <laughs> but, yeah, so I told you guys my sources in the last one. I, I literally did not miss a single day. I never once missed one single day of that trial. I watched every summary on the law and crime, um, crime and law. I can't remember which it's called now. Oh, crime and law network on YouTube. 
I also downloaded and read the entire Sun Court transcript. I also watched the Crime Network TikTok every single 2000 some summary. There was over 2000 videos I watched and all of them were three minutes long. Y'all fucking do the math. I invested way too much time into this case. (laughs) Never fucking again. I'm giving you guys like a two page episode next week. I'm going to go watch it. (laughs) Yeah, there is a new documentary that came out. I think it's on Peacock, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, Yeah, there's some new documentaries coming out. Y'all can watch them. Tell me if I miss shit. We could do a small, small. I said the word small. (laughs) 411 update if I missed something important, if it's something really good. I don't know. Tell us what you guys, if you hated this, if you guys wanted us to be less in depth, more in depth. No, good. Okay. More in depth. <laughs> Got <he. laughs> I heard you. It was not <laughs> funny. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever laughed as hard on the podcast as I did for the fucking stairs. For the stairs. Out of all of the things we could laugh Everything. <laughs> We had a whole introduction where we talked about whales for like 10 minutes, but stairs is what we found fucking hilarious. So guys, thank you. I just slammed the mic. Give me a second here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So guys, since, you know, we don't know who listened to this episode because we don't know whose jam this was. I'm giving you guys this moment next week. Only you listening get this choice. Do you guys want to hear a cryptid or a murder? I'm waiting as if you're going to answer me right now. I forgot how podcasts work for a minute. I'm so sorry. I'm so tired. Um, you know, tell us on some sort of social media, whether it's in a comment, whether you DM us, whether you call me, whether you show up at our house. Good luck. Don't Shira won't let you. Um, but, you know, let us know. Do you want to hear a murder next week or a cryptid? Because I have either one ready for you and um, they'll be f- fun the murder is not fun it's very sad the cryptid's fun as fuck all right murders are normally not no nah. and this is one of those uh was it death or suicide oh mm. no i do need to apologize with everything going on what'd you forget kylie i 100 <laughs> forgot about the final friday for may yeah so i guess uh june maybe you guys get a cooler one yeah maybe or probably not <laughs> There is one that I've just been waiting to do. And maybe we'll do that one. So we want to thank everyone. Our closing notes that we love to give. Damon Vakovsky, our wonderful theme song. We haven't bothered you in a minute. Maybe we should ask for something. I feel like that's right on par for us. We just need to invite him over. Oh, or that. Maybe you know, we haven't seen him in so long. We need Damon to talk on the podcast. He has a lovely voice. He does. He does. If no one knows voice. who Damon Vukovsky is, he is a beautiful Czechoslovakian man with a beautiful, deep, sultry kind of voice. It has its moments when he does that, like Michael Keaton high pitched thing. Not very <laughs> sultry. Um, also, when he laughs, not good. I love this man <laughs> with my whole, whole, whole entire being. If you guys can't tell. Artwork by the amazing Taylor at Lab Monkey Creative on Instagram. He is amazing and he does amazing artwork. Our amazing editing is done with Corey with court.media.photography, who's taken a little uh, road trip this weekend. So everyone wish Corey a happy. Well, to you guys, guys, it'll be last weekend. So he's already made it home safe. But ask him how his road trip was. 
Because he will be safe. (laughs) (laughs) Kylie is nervous he won't be safe. Um, They are all a huge part of the Cryptic Soup family. So we want to say thank you and appreciate you guys for everything you do for us. You guys help us out and you guys make this possible because without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this. Hence why soon we're doing another fun thing. Sure. Thingish. Thingish. Where we get to kind of like um hang out with you guys. So, you know, like um keep updated. That keep was, updated. That was vague. That's the that's the <laughs> word you're gonna use. Sure. <laughs> it's not the worst thing I've said on the podcast, so. Well, if you like food, I'm sorry, don't follow our Instagram because I totally forgot about the last final Friday. But if you like other things, don't forget to follow the Instagram at Cryptic Soup Pod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. We like to thank you guys for every review, rating, and anything you've given us. Uh, even shit. What's that thing called when they want something and they add recommendations? Suggestions, like suggestions. I just said. <laughs> You're really tired, huh? I really am. I'm also super thirsty. I was thirsty before we started, and then you showed me a Baja Blast, and I don't know if you've realized, but there's another one right here. Yes, I do, and it's yours. So I've been staring at both these Baja Blasts, thinking about how thirsty I am, and then I'm talking nonstop. No, yours tastes like butthole because it's (laughs) sugar-free. Dripped on my face. (laughs) So I've just been, like, kind of, like, swallowing my spit and hoping that would quench me, and it doesn't. doesn't. No, it doesn't work. So on that note, guys, thank you for all your ratings. Please don't take this into consideration. This mental breakdown I just had over the past 30 seconds when giving a rating, please Uh, leave a good one. I hope. Okay. remember, guys, subscribe, follow, tune in, keep up with us. We're going to see you for the next episode next Tuesday. If you want to pick what it is and like have your little input, tell us. We'll see you next Tuesday. Stay tuned. Number 50, 50, 50 shit. <laughs> Woo. Oh, nom, 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 nom. I have your favorite drink over here. Baja. It's zero.